Digital Marketer's Guide to Emerging Technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. Hey there, it's Aaron Sell, your host of the show. This week, we will be discussing relationship marketing, dark social, and how to bring the two together. I'm super excited about this week's guest, Jessica Phillips. Jessica is a social media strategist known for her outspoken dedication to relationship marketing. Her personal mission is to inspire people to love more, give more, and be more through authentic relationships every day. She founded Now Marketing Group in 2010 with only a laptop and a vision. The company is now a Forbes-recognized agency partner and a certified inbound partner with HubSpot. Now Marketing Group works with more than 100 clients across the U.S. and beyond, choosing to serve, not sell. Jessica teaches comprehensive relationship marketing. She also presents in a weekly video cast, Magnet Marketers, and hosts one of the largest social media Midwest conferences, Social Media Week Lima. Named as one of the top global rising stars in social media to watch, Jessica is one who leads genuinely, passionately, and by example in all she does. From humble beginnings to growing a million-dollar agency and international speaking career, she's not only someone you want to watch, but someone you want to learn from and build a relationship with because she leads from the heart, and I truly mean that. I just absolutely Loved connecting with Jessica and can't wait to build our relationship even more. So let's tune in to what Jessica had to say. Welcome, Jessica Phillips. I am so excited to have you here today with us. Yay, I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. Jessica and I, I think the first time we ever really met was at Social Media Marketing World, and I have no idea what year it was. I mean... Yeah, I know. you've been I know. I going think we, like met, and then we met again, like a little bit more, you know, and then met again, and uh-huh. like you know, just our our magnets kept trying to attract to each other yes. and and yeah. formally yeah. make that kind of connection. Well, and you know, it's it's always funny in social media. I feel like you meet online and you have like mm-hmm. those little conversations, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I know that person, and then you see him again, and then you see him again, and then you're like, okay, we should actually like talk at some point yeah. in real life. But you're like one of those people where you feel like you've always known you, you know, like I just, we, I think like when we first had like our deep conversation, it was like walking from the hotel to, you know, the conference center. And it was just like, we knew each other for years. And it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. This, yep. this, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so true. And so <laughs> I, I definitely think that we had something that we connected with because you're mm-hmm. the host of social media week Lima. And I had started social media week Denver, I think like, I feel like it was shortly after, because how many years have you done Lima now? Seven. Okay. And so I, this year would have been five. Yeah. I believe for me. So I was just a couple years behind you. Yeah. yeah. And, and really probably very close and aligned because we had ours kind of just locally for, right. for a hot minute. Right. And then we decided, Hey, let's invite others from other communities and other speakers and other communities to come and join the event as well, because uh, it may be a closer, more affordable option than some other option that they have that's right. kind of a bigger ticket conference. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think 
you're probably kind of the same line of thinking as me when I started Denver. It was that a lot of people here in, you know, the Denver, although we did bring in people from, you know, surrounding areas, um, but they can't always afford, you know, the, the big ticket item, like you said, of social media marketing world and traveling to San Diego and you've got those additional expenses. So, you know, coming to a smaller event is Absolutely. more feasible. Yeah. Some companies, you know, it's like, well, can't you just watch it on YouTube? Right. Or, you know, they don't always see the investment that is going to generate the ROI from going and attending, you know, that continuing education, because it's definitely worth it. So even if we can give them a taste of, hey, let's start off here and, and you can get uh, just as much quality speakers, you know, and attendees right here to learn in a more intimate setting and at an affordable cost right here, as well as my goal, and I'm sure yours as well, was really to get it as a client opportunity for them to get even more invested in social uh, social media and, and just what's to come so they can hear from other people's vantage points versus us just saying it all the time, right? Yes. And, yeah. and do it as a reward as well as like students. I mean, there's just so many great things that can come from hosting an event locally, no matter what kind of event it is to, to really bring the community to, together and, and for you to build relationships from there with with others that you may not have connected with if you hadn't put it on. Right. Which it actually, that leads perfectly into one of the topics that I wanted to talk about with you. And that is relationship marketing. And I know one of the things I actually, um, after speaking with you, um, that was one of, that had always been one of my goals with social media day Denver was to get a school involved. And I was able to do that last year, uh, because of COVID reasons this year, we, we decided to skip social media day Denver because I didn't want to do it virtually. You're, mm. you're doing the same thing. Yep. And as we were chatting before we started recording is that it really is about the magic in the room when mm. you're hosting an event like that. And I know you're a, a firm believer in relationship marketing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Like making the connections, like you said, with the students or whoever it is. I mean, really it's, it's knowing the goal that you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day. And then taking that goal and saying, how can I personalize my approach to this in a way that's going to impact others positively to where they're going to want to share the message on. So no matter what it is, but relationship marketing at its core is all about growing repeat and referral business because anyone you talk to with a that that has a business or, you know, has worked in a business and, and worked in sales, there's nothing better than a word of mouth referral. Like it's something that you just can't pay to get. But when somebody comes to you already excited to work with you and you didn't even have to reach out to them, it's magic, right? And, yeah. and so the art of relationship marketing and the goal with relationship marketing is to increase that. So from the word of mouth to now with online marketing and where we're at with, with all things social media, digital, and 90% of buying decisions starting online, it's turning that word of mouth to world of mouth. And using relationship marketing is the art of approaching how you're marketing your business in a way that doesn't feel like marketing. So, and I feel like the, the 
two things kind of go hand in hand as far as one of the things that I was really excited to talk to you about, and that is dark social. And I know that you use that to help with those, with help, to help building those relationships. But what are some other things? Cause I kind of want to talk about the dark social a little bit separately, but. Yeah. Well, it all honestly ties in together. So right. just to kind of put some context to it. So relationship marketing, of course, like I said, getting that repeat referral business is the goal. And now it's honestly the really only opportunity for sustainable and long-term growth is having a relationship marketing plan in place. And the reason being is because of things like dark social, which dark social, the definition, it's different than the dark web, but the, by definition of what it means is how conversations are happening that are leading back to a company's website, but they can't be tracked because conversations now are happening inside of a private niche space, like text messaging, email, stories, messenger, places where people are gravitating to more intimate groups where they feel more comfortable sharing, discussing ideas, you know, sending things to a person that they feel comfortable with. And when that's happening and when that's being shared and someone goes to a company's website, they're not able to track it. And why this is really important is because, I mean, just let's just use 2020 for an example. The first eight weeks of the pandemic, there was more online sales and business that was done than the past 10 years before it. Wow. I, I yeah. have not heard that number. That's astonishing. Yeah. It was like blown my mind too, because I mean, we already knew like online uh, was growing, right? With as It relates to sales and e-commerce, but this is not just like someone selling a product online now. This is like people that are booking appointments that they're just changing up their business model. But why this is even important before that sale happens is because all of us, 90% of people are starting their purchasing decision online. They're looking for information on where do I go to have this done? How fast can I do it? They want ease, you know, accessibility and speed to answer and solve any problem or reach a goal that they have. So they're starting online because they know that's where the answer is and that's where I can get it easily accessible. And now when they're starting that process online, they're comparing thousands of different options, right? It doesn't matter what niche of a niche of a business that you are, like there's many options that are there. So when they're starting and comparing these options one against another, it's now looking at, okay, I'm gonna compare you and see what are other people saying about you? Like, do you have reviews? Like, what do I feel like when I'm on your website? Like, can I understand easily what it is that you do? And if I've, if I've been on your website and, and checked you out and I'm asking my friends now about you, what are they saying? about you. And the, all of this is happening without any of us in business, as a business owner or sales rep, it's all happening without our knowledge of it happening, right? We always feel comfortable when we can get in front of a prospect or email them directly or communicate with them directly to tell them about what makes us different and why they should choose us and get to know them. But now the customer's in control. And so it's really kind of flipped the sales funnel you know, inside out, if you will, right. like it's, it's a flywheel effect because our leads are coming from our customers. Now the people that have already done business with us, those are the ones that are starting the conversations, leaving the reviews, influencing the sales behavior. They're the ones that's going to spend more money with us and not even just our customers. It's now our community members. So people like, like you and I working here and talking about, you know, different ideas. I just shared with you an app of, Hey, here's what we did. You know, when we took not our social media week Lima event, but another event that we did and we did it online. I'm sharing this with you in this conversation 
right? And, and telling you about it because I am a, you know, part, we're, we're part of a community commun communicating right. together and, and participating together as well as your team members, you know, so the team members that are working with um, your clients at the end of the day, those are the ones that are creating this overall experience for customers. And so all of this has to really start from the inside out now and really change up how we look at how we're marketing and messaging and presenting ourselves both in person and online to our community in a way that's going to show people who we are at our core and really engage them to where they're going to want to talk about us more, be loyal to us. And at the end of the day, it's going to create a flywheel effect versus a sales funnel. So we have to think, okay, now I'm not spending marketing dollars on attracting just new people. My marketing really needs to be focused on delighting and really enhancing my relationship with the people that are already in my tribe, because that's what's going to draw in others to us. Which is funny. I was actually just, as you were speaking, I was thinking about different examples and I'm, I'm sitting here wearing my Gore Pulse hoodie. I think it was yesterday they had posted something about what do you like best about a Gore Pulse? And I'm like, it's your customer service. It's the people that work there. And I, I know you feel the same way about Agora Pulse as I do, as do so many other people that have been, you know, on this show and just in our, our industry. And it is truly the people at Agora Pulse that drive that business and like their customer service is just top notch. And I, I can't recommend them enough because I just yeah. love them. Exactly. And that's what people, it's like the thing that you can't articulate, right? Like, and anytime that you see a raving fan, they just smile when they talk about Agora Pulse. They're proud to wear their branding, right? They're proud to stand by them. And here's, here's the thing, like they're not the first ones to create a social media management tool and scheduling tool. Right. They're, they're not the first. And there's definitely tools out there that can do maybe some more things. I mean, Agora Pulse is pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> right. And they do some amazing things, but I like to say, you know, it's not what you do, but it's how you do it that makes yep. the difference, right? So there's other scheduling tools that are out there, but why people are raving fans of Agora Pulse, and I use them in a ton of examples, yep. is because of how they approach their customer service. They're not in a hurry to sell you. They're, you know, they're in a, they're in a, in a relationship, long-term in-game mindset. So my experience, for example, with Agora Pulse, you know, I was using another tool before and I was, you know, looking at options. I met them at an event, started checking them out, heard great things from a friend, you know, and they were patient and just understood, you know, what my goals were and took the time to understand what I needed. And that now has built this loyalty where they've stayed investing in their community. They just put on a LinkedIn summit. They're getting ready to do a Twitter summit where they're investing their dollars into providing more VIP like experiences for their customers, which makes them incredibly loyal. I had uh, another company that just reached out to me actually on Monday this week and said, Hey, we noticed what you were doing, you know, online at this event, blah, blah, blah. We would love for you to, you know, come check out our tool. You know, we'd love to give it to you for free, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, also come check out these articles that we're doing. And I'm like, sorry, I have a great relationship with Agora Pulse and where it's become not just like a business relationship, it has become a friendship at that point. Like yeah. I, I consider yeah. some of the friends where, well, you're not going to be friends with all of your customers, right? But you can make them feel as if 
they're a part of your tribe, your community, your people. Yep. Uh, and it can be done with any brand, big, small, you know, solopreneur, Fortune 500, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and that's the big shift because people get turned off now when you don't pay attention to them. And I'll, I'll share one more example if I can really quick on this. It just happened. And this was a company that I was using and I was talking about all the time. And it was like one of the first that had video and email. So this is like five years ago, I started you know, thinking about ways that we can personalize our approach to grow relationship marketing because it, it doesn't need to be expensive. It can be quick audio messages now that they have right. in all the messaging apps, video messages, all that. But it was this tool that could do video and email. So I, I purchased this tool and I was a raving fan for this brand. I loved how it worked and operated, but I was talking about them online all the time in presentations. And as I was talking about it, then new tools started coming up and people were like, oh yeah, I use something very similar, like such and such app. And they're mentioning it. Well, while I never heard a reply or response or anything from the company that I was raving about, these other companies were constantly kind of coming up and engaging with my content, telling me, sharing things, you know, that, um, that they had liked that I had posted and things like that. And I was building a relationship with them. And so gradually, like, I'm like, well, both tools can do the same thing. But now this company is like investing in me. Right. So it's kind They're of funny. pouring into you and, exactly. and, and engaging and yeah. Exactly. And here's what then was the final straw for me. I was like, okay, I'm making the switch. So I got sent this survey um, and it was just like, hey, how likely would you be to recommend our app? And I put in there, um, you know, my recommendation of the app itself. And they said, what could we do differently that would, you know, um, encourage you? Because it wasn't even a bad score. I gave them a good score because the app is great. But I put in the comments, hey, you know, I would really encourage some social listening because here's what's happening online and here's what's happening with your competition and really you know they can do a lot of the same things so i got an email back the next day the first time that i had had a response from this company with a video email in any way and it was like well thank you so much for giving your feedback just want to let you know uh you know uh we are all about relationships we actually wrote a book called and i'm not gonna say the book because i'll give it away but basically it was about uh human connection and human building human relationships and also feel free to check out our blog where we talk about it too and that was it I was like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, so not only did you not address it, like you could have taken anything, you could have quickly done a Google search and said, personalized to let me know that you noticed something because that you just verified what I said was true and only focusing on you, like right there. So I was like, you know, I'm out because yeah. it's not that I need to be noticed, but it was just like kind of the, the arrogance of it. Did they even personalize it? No, well, personalizing the video email, he, okay. my name, okay. went straight in on, it was just guarding up their brand. Right. And just, you know, customers don't need you. Like we have to understand customers do not need us. There's options that are out there. We need them and we need the right ones that we can build a relationship with, whether it's just social listening, just taking a little extra time out of your day to take a notice of something mm -hmm. and, and try and do what you do better than anyone else by out carrying your competition. And, and that's the only way you're going to get invited to the inbox to have this growth with dark social. It's the only way that you're going to, you see brands thriving right now that didn't have a huge marketing budget because they were focused on the long end game, not trying to focus on just getting new sales because 
new sales isn't going to cut anymore. This, this is such oh. like everything is such perfect timing. So I just spoke to Neil Schaefer and we were talking about influencer marketing. And one of the things he was talking about was bank of America reached out to him as a customer. And he's like, I don't have any idea why they picked me. If it was like, you know, a certain bank account limit or if they were actually looking at their customers to see if they have in, any sort of influence on social, but they reached out to him as a, a client to work with them. And I think that what he has to say ties right in perfectly with you. And then the other thing I have to say is speaking of all these different things and like Agora Pulse and different ways that you can connect with people. And it's something that I've always admired about you is I think that you are an amazing gift giver. And like, I'm like, how, what can, what can I do that Jessica hasn't already done that it would be so memorable. And people talk about the gifts that you give for years. I mean, I see posts all the time that, you know, with the bobbleheads for the speakers or the little um, caricatures you had done. So I guess my question for you, because you are such a great gift giver, are there things that you can do for, as a business to give mm -hmm. back to your customers? Do you have tips or ideas for business yeah. owners? Yeah, it's really all about experience, right? Like how thinking through how, because experience is a verb, it's how we make people feel. So it even starts before the gifts, right? Like it starts when they're just searching for us and going to our website in and finding information. Is it, do we care enough to have it kept up to where the information's correct? You know, is the process frictionless to get in touch with us? Are we paying attention to the little details and how we're responding back and taking note of what people are saying? And then going and adding in little pieces of delight. So it could be an audio message, like I said, like checking in and doing audio messages or video messages back to someone, taking that little extra step there. Uh, cards, handwritten cards are big. Oh, like it's yeah. just something super little, you know? So like we as an agency will send a photo of like a client website or something memorable and put that on the card. So like we just did that relationship marketing and ROI masterclass to where we had speakers come in and present and we took tweetables or quotables, whatever you want to call it from what they said and turned that into a graphic with their photo on it and put it on a card and sent that to them. Nice. Um, you know, and, and little things like that, it's things that people will keep forever. Um, and it could just be something super, super little, you know, to make somebody feel special. So the bobbleheads that you're mentioning, that was a gift for the speakers at uh, Social Media Week Lima. And it was something personalized to them because giving a gift with your logo on it is not a gift. I mean, it's for your raving fans. Granted, like I wanted and coveted that Aurora Paul sweatshirt until I got it. But when you're just starting out with someone, you have to think, what can I do this personalized just for them uh, that I can present to them and know that this was meant for you, you know, and it's not something that's just canned, uh, right. you know, swag that you're using to promote yourself out. Um, another thing is like we use Sugar Wish, uh, so it's like a di digital candy oh, yeah. store Evite. Yeah where they get to experience some nostalgic candy and, and you can go in there and have it shipped to you. Make it doesn't have to be expensive. It's just thinking of little moments that you can add in to do something that your customer would not expect. It can even be building a community, like a Facebook group uh, where you're hosting 
positive experiences to happen in there where you're adding value, like, you know, giving tips, like, like you're doing on the show and bringing in guests to talk about something that could be beneficial to your community. That's valuable too. Like it's doing those little extra things that are above and beyond what that transaction was for that they, that they have with you at that time. This is perfect. So perfect. So I did, I want to make sure we mention um, the relationship masterclass. Yeah. So you, you can go check that out at learnrelationshipmarketing.com. And of course we'll have links to that in the show notes. Um, so I just, I want to dive just a little bit deeper into dark, dark social. And I know, you know, we've talked about like the direct messages and the voice messages and the texts and the emails, um, chat bots, what, and uh, chat bots are a whole nother thing. In fact, I keep thinking I need to get Kelly Noble Mirabella on to talk more in depth. I had Amanda on a couple of weeks ago, but we really talked more about Facebook ads than the chat bots. Cause I mean, the, the, all these things you can talk about all day, right? Mm -hmm. So there's only so much time. Yeah. So just go into a little bit more of how you start those interactions. And then once you've started them, how you keep them inter, in, interacting and engaging with you there. Yeah. So dark social, I mean, it's, it's a big thing, right? So it, I like to say before you even get to that, because when most people get into like dark social and conversational marketing, we really get caught up in all the things like the tools, right? And I like to say, it's not about the tool. It's about your technique. So at first you have to get the technique, right? Which means starting with why somebody's going to want to invite you in the conversation in the first place. And then I'll give you some tips on like how to get those conversation going, but the starting from the inside out is what I like to say. So start with your brand messaging and making sure that it's resonating. Like people get this vibe from you. I like to call it a brand manifesto and it's like <laughs> really helps people identify what you're there to do and how they should feel about you when they're, they're experiencing any interaction with you. And the brand manifesto is the one thing that, in, that only speaks to how you're there to show up for your customer. It's different than a mission statement, tagline, all that. It doesn't say like, we're here to, you know, provide marketing, right? And brand manifesto creation, again, with that learn relationship marketing, thank you very much uh, for sharing that link. That breaks down this workbook that is the care process. So out carrying the competition and care stands for capturing attention, articulating your message, relationships for repeat and referral business and exceptional experiences, which is the steps of building this out to get more into the inbox. But starting to get the conversations around uh, happening about you and getting you invited starts first with, again, understanding your core, that brand manifesto, then from there, understanding your audience, which many people have done buyer personas before. We've created avatars, things like that, but it's getting serious about it. So I, I share an example in the um, in the masterclass about a client that we worked with that they sold water bottles and you would think they could sell to anyone, right? And then they had kind of like a semi persona where like, okay, women this age, but it wasn't until they got super specific. It was like, okay, our persona is, you know, Mackenzie, she is this, uh, you know, young woman that's looking to move up the ranks in the company. And she's following, you know, Rachel Hollis, fit, fat, fit, fat, fab fun try saying that five times that <laughs> box and you know things like that and um she you know she's online and connecting with these communities 
and when we can paint a true picture of who she is and what she's excited about, that's when we could get specific with then how we're showing up to communicate because articulating our message. Now we're like, you know, a little bit more kind of uh, sassy in our post, right? And, and like how we're showing up. And it's not just a water bottle compared against a water bottle. Now it's like, this is like, they're my people. Right? Right. So we, yeah, you're speaking to one person, exactly. not everybody. Everyone, exactly. So they ended up increasing. So that case study with them over a course of a year, they dropped their ads. Okay. And they ended up, they were on Rachel Hollis, but or not Rachel Hollis, but uh, Rachel Ray show. And uh, they're selling to Walmart, now, Amazon, all before this happened, but it wasn't increasing their sales. Okay. When they started doing relationship marketing in a year's time, the case study was 331% ROI increase. Wow. With 1,200 less fans. That was the even more magic part of it. They still had right. a time, but yeah. because they were getting rid of the people that didn't care about what they were talking about and their fans became more engaged and they were sharing them out. They got rid of the influencer marketing and we created influencers. So like creating custom water bottles uh, for uh, inspirational women in the, in the community. We had their community nominate women in the community that were just living extraordinary lives. Um, because that was part of the brand manifesto of 50 strong. They said, we're not in the business of selling water bottles. We're in the business of helping people create an extraordinary life. That was the, it's not what we do. It's how we do it. Right. Kind of thing. Yep. And got specific with their audience, got specific, then articulating their message. And then they incorporated dark social elements like, Hey, you know, like, asking questions to their community and inviting them into the messenger to do so, adding the free Facebook messenger onto their website in order if somebody had a question on how to personalize a bottle or whatever, whatever that was. Um, they ended up taking note of individuals that were commenting on them and sending them private messages that way. You know, they started getting invited then, not just sending, but invited into more conversations and mentions that way, which then led to more relationships, more repeat referral business. And then that exceptional experience, what they did is take then the personalization to the next step. So we created uh, a VIP community. We created like customized bookmarks with like, you know, cool sayings on it, personalized for the individual that was getting, um, you know, different water bottles and just really rewarding their community that was supporting them and that's what created that momentum. I mean, that's just one example of something you're like, how do you do this when I could sell to anyone that's a water right, bottle? Right. Um, but it can be done with any business, B2B, B2C, it doesn't matter. I love it. This has been, this has been so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. But yeah, chatbot marketing though, Kelly, you definitely need to have her on. Yes. Um, I was just at Conversations uh, event, which is hosted by ManyChat, and she was dropping some serious knowledge bombs in there because that is the future. You know, people want to book their hair appointment, right? Or, you know, even um, some of the examples that were shared at, at the conference were you sit down at a restaurant now and you can scan a menu yeah. on your phone and order your food while you're sitting at the table and the, the waiter or waitress, you know, brings it up to you and you can check out. And it's all about convenience, ease of use, and, you know, having conversations on your terms and that's the beauty of it so once you kind of get that core right definitely move into something like conversational marketing because that's where it's going i mean mark zuckerberg said uh you know in 2019 the future of social is private and if we look where everything's going 86 percent mm -hmm. of our traffic is starting in the inbox 
That's what's getting opened. That's what's getting used. And that's where people are hanging out. So if brands aren't embracing some of this in ways of how can we create a more frictionless process and more engaged process with our customers, they're really going to be missing out. I mean, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I think it was like three years ago, he started putting his cell phone number on shirts and, and stuff for having people message into him and, and creating that relationship there. Hellman's Mayonnaise really, did a really brilliant thing where you, and they started out on WhatsApp where you could take a photo of ingredients that you had in your kitchen and they would share with you a recipe that you could create. Like how yeah. intimate is that? Yeah. You're creating dinner with your, with your customers and it's a mayonnaise, right? But the, those kinds of experiences are going to be the difference of choosing that mayonnaise versus something else because of just the personalization that they're doing. Yeah, so true. Um, I remember, I think it was Tyler Anderson was talking about um, a hotel that they were doing something similar. They would they would go look at, San, it was San Diego, so I'm pretty sure it was Tyler talking about this. And um they would go on Twitter and look to see what people were saying about San Diego. And then they would offer advice of where to go, where to eat, where to, you know, yes. go hang out or whatever to people that weren't staying at their hotel. But where do you think they booked next time they came back to San Diego? Absolutely. And it's something they're going to remember, right? right? Like, so it's not, again, it's a long end game. Like it's sometimes when, we talk about relationship marketing. They're like, you want me to spend how much time doing what with one person? Yes, right. one person at a time, right? Because yeah. those conversations multiply and a lot of them are happening, again, without us even knowing that they're happening. Yeah. But this is the future of the word of mouth to world of mouth and the only way to grow a sustainable long-term brand where you're earning your attention and not just having to pay for it because there's even a spot. I mean, ads are more expensive than ever right now with the election and Christmas and all that, you know, coming around the holiday season. And if you don't already have that, that committed group of, of people that are willing to talk about you, you know, and, and refer your services on or, or share the link to that product, you're really going to be missing out, you know, this year and, and moving forward. Yeah. I agree. So before we go, um, any last words of wisdom you want to share? I would just say like, you know, start with your culture. I think that's big starting from the inside out with the brand manifesto, then your culture, like look at your team and kind of work outward. Like, you know, think of how can I turn the, the clients that I'm working with to advocates for us by caring more for them? How can I turn my team members into evangelists by caring more for them? How can we, you know, create our own flavor of what we're doing to turn our community members to collaborators, you know, just by caring more for them. And honestly, when you just keep showing up that way, the rest will take care of itself. <laughs> I promise, you know, but just honestly, it's, it's something that, you know, when it feels good, it is usually good. So just go with your gut of what, what makes you excited about your business and why you're showing up anyway. And just, do good business, be good people. And, and the rest of it works out. Love it. What is the best way to get connected with you? Stay connected. Yeah. So, um, actually if you go to the learn relationship you'll get an email back from me that has the care workbook in there. So it's just a free workbook where you can get started on that process for yourself. Uh, but that also links to the socials. Uh, I'm Jessica Phillips, uh, Jessica with a K on most of the socials, except for Instagram, it's relationship marketing, Jessica. 
Cool. And I'll make sure everybody, all the links are on the show notes so they can connect with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love chatting with you. (laughs) Me too. Well, thank you so much to Jessica Phillips for being on the show. She really shared so many great ideas for building relationships with your customers and potential customers. I'd really love to hear what your favorite tip from Jessica was. And you can just let us know via the socials uh, once this show is live. So again, uh, thank you to Agora Pulse for helping sponsor this show As Jessica and I mentioned during the show, we just absolutely love Agora Pulse and they truly make managing social media easier than it's ever been. It's hands down my favorite social media scheduling and listening tool that I've ever used. Agora Pulse lets you schedule your content, engage and respond to followers. They also give you the best in reporting. Um, I, I can't even tell you how much time using Agora Pulse for the reports has saved me. It's, I mean, honestly, it's taken my reporting for clients. What used to, I would spend a day doing, I now spend probably less than an hour. So I highly recommend that you go check out Agora Pulse and you can grab two free months after your initial 15-day trial with discount code Aaron to free and of course this will be in the show notes I also wanted to update you on having Kelly Noble Mirabella on the show and I reached out to her after Jessica and I spoke and we will be recording sometime in November so of course I will let you know when that show on chat pots will be available So uh, lastly, I just want to remind you guys to subscribe so that you don't miss out on our latest episodes. And if you are enjoying the show, please be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Then, of course, connect with us on all your favorite social media platforms. You can find us everywhere at Socially Powered, where we share tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, and blockchain related. Thanks and have a great day.